All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hiding in My Car. I'm your host. Not that it matters because I'm not really hosting anything. I'm just sort of rambling and hoping that I get better at uh, sort of talking to myself, maybe being a little more entertaining in the long run. There goes the locks on my car. I'm sorry if that frightened you like it frightens my friends. They are malfunctioning. It's a work in progress. It's uh, 6.13. Holy shit. It's only 6.13, but it's fucking pitch black in rural southern Illinois. Not much to do around these parts. Shot my bow for a little bit today. Probably put about 50 arrows into a target. Um, second day of doing that, my fingers are swollen and they're painful and, uh, but I'm looking forward to getting used to that feeling and I'm looking forward to, because I have been hitting some good shots. All right. I have a, I have a recurve bow, um, 30 pound draw, some arrows that are honestly really decently old, uh, probably could use some new fletching or maybe some entirely new arrows altogether i'm not sure i'm not an expert in these things um work today was all right i uh i did my job i don't know if that's entertaining to listen to i feel like my theory on talking about my job is that if you do tune into a podcast, most of what you hear is people who are professional podcasters. And I think sometimes I get frustrated listening to those people because I feel like their perspective is a little bit um, outside of how maybe some people feel who, who have regular nine to fives. But so I, I feel like maybe expanding on my job is helpful to some people. Maybe it's relatable. I'm not sure. Um, I do work for FedEx. I deliver packages in the uh, southern Illinois area. Um, it's a good gig. I mean, I, I don't have any complaints other than the fact that it's like I only make enough money. Like, there's no savings. Right at my pay grade, there's no savings, and at least thus far, everything that I've saved up has been depleted by some event. And events are understandable. Um, I'm not bitter. I I think. I, I'm somewhat of a nihilist in that I think in the broad scope of things, I think objectively, if you look at, at, at life in general and you look at yourself objectively and your place in life, first of all, if it truly is a random throw of the dice, which there could be an argument made for that it isn't, there could be an argument made for... If you are the conscious one amongst other conscious ones, like dig on this. Okay, so, 
gotta dig on this. What am I fucking? Anyways, if if every single being on the planet is experiencing life from a subjective standpoint, that is looking out through their own eyes. Let's start with the idea that everyone has an individual soul. That soul comes from somewhere. And is a part of something greater. I think the idea that when we die, we retain our individuality to the point where we're sort of like coexisting again, either in in some other environment, it's possible. For example, life could be um, just like a staging location for the next higher tier of existence. That seems reasonable. I don't think we die and then just sort of go to like a waiting room, which really just seems like what heaven is from like the traditional standpoint, heaven with a god and angels and shit. Like that sounds like if that is true, it's only a metaphor for something that we can't really fathom. Therefore, other people's opinions matter. Therefore, my opinion matters. Right? If heaven is a place where you simply go and hang out with each other, as you are now, you are there, except you're just like eternally happy, which happiness isn't a product of the soul. It seems to be a product of like brain chemistry, like biochemistry, so that we achieve certain things and we are rewarded with our achievement and the repetition of those achievements means greater survival in our environment, which means propagating genes, which means natural selection can take hold and the best product of nature can, can persist, hopefully. But I don't think happiness is a product of the soul, therefore I feel like happiness in heaven seems a little bit strange. Now, I could see wholeness in heaven or oneness, right? Feeling a part of the grand fabric of the universe, otherwise known as God, feeling oneness with everything. And if God is everything, then feeling oneness with everything is oneness with God, which is what is, from what I understand from Catholic school, actually described in holy texts as being in heaven, as a state of oneness with God. And the state of hell as the complete absence of a relationship with God or the higher power, the higher power being everything. So that I, 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 that can make sense. 
in that context. So could life being a staging location for the next round of, of consciousness, and maybe there's like a higher tier, but eventually you run out of tears and you just are God. I mean, if every piece of consciousness staging leads to a next, eventually you are God, and God is everything, and you are one with everything. Therefore, it's arbitrary. Uh, the stages are, because the end result is what we're focused on here. I don't know why I started talking about this. But, okay, so therefore, if life is a staging location, then that means life has meaning, right? Um, otherwise, life is like a test, which is stupid, because if God made you and then is testing you to see if he wants to make you feel like shit, or feel good, that's dumb. That doesn't make any sense. That's, that's really stupid. Um, but if this is sort of like a, a, a video game, like if this is the soul's version of World of Warcraft where we all are individuals and we come down and have individuality at random without choice, I feel like you could actually make a good argument for the soul has a choice of the vessel it rides in but then it would be like, why would some souls choose to be destitute in the world around us? But then you can make the argument that what the soul is learning doesn't take into account the happiness of the host. So if the soul wants to learn about struggle, poverty, murder, death, rape, shitty things in the human world, that's possible. I mean, we go and play video games about murder and horror and fear and ter terrifying shit. Like, we voyeur into those things already. So why wouldn't the soul use the human body to voyeur into those things in this reality? It's possible. Um, it's also possible that... Because, like, here's the thing is, is when you're in line with the path, whatever path is your path, when you're in line and you feel healthy and focused without question, without doubt, you feel very vibrant and you feel, I mean, it could be a biological trick, but you also feel oneness, the oneness that I would describe as, you know, heavenly. And if that's the point of the soul, is to feel that oneness and figure out that oneness, you could pose the argument that you would put the soul in a body capable of overcoming, you know, sort of the shackles of life 
but you would surround it with some people also overcoming the shackles and some people succumbing to the shackles to show that to show the chaos and to give doubt because without doubt you're not really overcoming anything are you if you know you're going to overcome it you didn't really overcome it you just did what you knew you were going to do and that's not really overcoming but the way i think about things is what we are, what I am, is sort of like Play-Doh through a tennis racket. And life is this collision of consciousness and matter. That's, those are both metaphors. And I think most descriptions of sort of like that base fabric of reality have to be metaphors because humans are limited. But this is how I feel. And so we come down or are pushed through. We have experience. We grow. We live. We die. And we're sort of recycled back into, into the, the greater nature of consciousness. And then are pushed back down, we grow, we live, we die. And it just sort of rinse and repeat while the universe gathers data on itself. Because what is life without limitation? And so if things are truly random, oh, and that would stage a basis, that, that, would, that would give us the base for reincarnation, but not reincarnation like I am this soul, this soul will die, this soul will be born again, but more of like, soul is being subdivided and then recycled as a whole you know uh, you you buy a can you use the contents that can doesn't get repurposed that can is melted down combined with a bunch of other cans and then the material is repurposed and some of that can is going to be in a new can which would also mean that it's possible that you are repurposed into another can that is coexisting with the original can as far as at least souls go and then you and I are the same thing, experiencing each other at different, from, from different points of view. 
So maybe suffering's arbitrary. But the idea that we think we're important is important because it gives us hope and power and purpose and we apply purpose to our lives which gives us motivation, which causes us to affect change, which gives us more data that we can take back and use on the next round. We just keep scrubbing existence for experience which matures something greater than ourselves. And I wish we had more conversations like that as a whole, as a collective. I, I wish humanity could have these... Because I'm not saying I'm right. I mean, shit, for all I know, everyone's right from everyone's point of view. It, it, it might be that we're all living life subjectively, and in my reality, when I die, what I think's gonna happen to me does happen to me. And in your reality, when you die, what you think's gonna happen to you happens to you. I mean, the universe is pretty fucking big, and it seems that there's other universes, and, you know, if what we deem as God or the universe or the universe is or everything or ultimate knowledge or consciousness, whatever. It, 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 it's very well possible that anything could happen from a number of different perspectives. And they're all true possible that they're all true. So, but it's weird because people get wrapped up in the story, you know, people get wrapped up in their identity and from their identity's point of view, the world needs to reflect them. And so, they, and, and, and because multiple people hold the same identity to some degree, like a small variation, like, I mean, you know, just take it, take, take like music for example, like how many people listen to just like country or rap or alternative or rock and roll? And then that like dictates the clothes that they wear and the accent in their voice. And it also comes prescribed generally with like a political party, weirdly enough. And there's like little, little clothing stores that we're all able to walk into and walk out with a whole set of personality traits and like physical objects that then we use to define ourselves and try to affect change in the world around us based on what we think we are 
which is based on what we sort of like feel works best for us. It's kind of fucking weird. So, so then it's hard to have those conversations on a mass scale because even the people at the very top, you know, come down on one side of, of some fence or another. And they, they think like, if the world doesn't reflect me or I'm not trying, if I'm not trying to change the world to reflect me, then I'm not doing right by myself, which is just stupid because I think we just all need to slow down for a goddamn second. We need to have an, an international day of sit the fuck down and, and just think for one second about what you are and what this is outside of the, outside of technology, outside of politics, outside of money, outside of your family, outside of your body. Sit the fuck down, close your goddamn eyes, and just think, and just try to get in touch with what, what, what's going on. And then come together and discuss that, what you think is going on. And don't hold a bias. And by, a, I don't mean you know, don't hold a bias, you're gonna come with a bias. But don't, don't take it personal. Don't come out of that and try to fight for your side. Come out of that and just share it and listen to other people and then walk away. Don't try to come to resolution. Share, listen, and walk away. Don't, don't talk, don't communicate. By that I mean don't have discourse. Just share, listen, and leave. I think that'd be pretty good for people. Just a little alone time, expression, and a little more alone time.